welcome to the Business Awards Show, where we share valuable information and secret nuggets to get your award entry noticed by the judges for all the right reasons. Our weekly episodes also feature inspirational interviews with winners, judges and sponsors. So let's dive in and start your journey to award-winning success. Hello, it's Debbie Gilbert here from the Best Business Women Awards and the Business Awards Show. And today I'm joined by Kat Bateman from Little Folk Nursery Rhymes. And we are going to be talking all about Kat's business, um, why business awards have been important to her in recent years. And she's also going to share a few tips about uh, running a business. So welcome, Kat. Hello, Debbie. Oh, it's so <laughs> nice to be with you and your spangly background. I love oh. it. <laughs> so 12 years ago, you set up Little Folk Nursery Rhymes. So tell us, what were you doing before and what led you to set up this business? Absolutely. So, I mean, even when you say 12 years ago, it freaks me out. I can't actually <laughs> believe that I've made it to 12 years. So what I used to do pre-business, I was in um, television music television um i absolutely am obsessed by with music i just it feeds my soul ever since i was little my mum used to say that i you know i practically came out humming and singing i just <laughs> something about music just gets right into the core of me and i feel so lucky that i've got that so anyway i sought out um i did some of those boring jobs you know shop stuff and working in banks but then i eventually found my dream job that was working for um a little independent telly company and we did music documentaries and they were incredible um and then i got to like was I about 36, 37? I was like, mm, am I maybe going to have kids? Not sure. So had kids. And then I basically wasn't working. I was at home. It wasn't the very modern option. And it was a bit tricky because obviously I didn't really have much money. But then I started to think, oh, I need to earn some pennies. And um, I'd been helping out at this voluntary singing group that was basically run by mums for mums. And it had been going for 20 years. And on my watch, when I was going, the person was going to leave and no one was stepping up to do it. And I just kept thinking, well, I do love singing, but I felt a bit nervous. I was like, oh, I don't know if I can run it. And da, da, da. And anyway, I kept, everyone was going, Kat, you love singing and you can lead us. We None of us do it like you. So why don't you do it? And I thought, you know, OK. So anyway, long story short, I got a bit of confidence by doing the free one. And then I did have not loads of people said it, but a few people said, Kat, you clearly love sharing singing. We love coming to you. Why don't you set this up as a business? Because you're saying you need to earn some money and you don't know how to earn it. But look, you've got this. So it came from other people, really. And so then I started, I did like, um, it was it was basically to earn some money. And I started my first one in a really gorgeous, I live in southeast London. There's a really amazing little community garden called Gromeo. And the woman there called Iris is incredible. She is the force of of our local community. And she basically said, if you don't do it here, you know, I'm going to be so angry with you. So (laughs) she kind of, I was like, oh, okay. And um, so I set up my first group and I couldn't believe it, but people came. Mm -hmm. And, you know, admittedly, lots of my mum friends with their little ones came and populated it. But then I started, I just loved it. 
I mm. absolutely loved sharing music and singing with little ones and seeing how it got into them. Like it was just, yeah, it was really amazing. And then I sort of got a bit of courage up and I started asking other little venues. Then I started getting approached by other people. Um, and it just kind of grew and grew. And no one would have had my business plan. It was so <laughs> slow because I had a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Yeah. And then my four-year-old turning into a five-year-old got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. So mm -hmm. our whole world was like hit by a truck. And it was really stressful. <laughs> but in a way, actually, I think it was quite good having my business because I had to do that as well and so I couldn't sort of dwell on the sadness and the grief of like not being able to have his childhood not have stress in it but anyway you know you get through these things but um so anyway it just kind of grew and grew from that and then over the years then I got I suppose I just loved it so much got more confidence I ended up having like products that I started working on because customers would say oh, we love those five little dance oh can't, why can't we take you home and I was like oh I could do a CD oh I could do a little gift set so things have come really naturally and organically from that but very very slow and then what I started to realize is although I was earning money and it was really really good I started to see not only did I enjoy sharing the music and the singing for the little ones, but equally important now, and 12 years in, to me, the most important in thing, and perhaps it's because of what we've been through with the COVID and all that stuff, but to me, growing communities, mm. seeing mums come in, getting real connection with other mums, sharing their problems, support, mm. joy, only in a little half hour tin, you know, mm. but people work their weeks around it I said, and they come and they come for years and they come with their first one their second one their third one and so now I mean it, it almost gives me shivers when I think about it but it really that is as important to me as the little ones learning secretly they don't even know they're learning stuff but their language is developing mm. their motor skills their fine motor skills um yeah, it, it, it's there's just so much going on that I could never have imagined when I first started it off. And actually, I think it might have frightened me if I knew where it was going to go <laughs> and how important it would be to me. It just started off as like, I need to earn some money. Yeah, But of course, it came from my heart because I adore music. And mm. I do music outside, like I write my songs and I'm trying to get my own album out there and everything. At 54, oh my God, oh my God. I'm finally getting there. I'm finally getting there. But um. So, yeah, it came from a passion, like I think a lot of good businesses do, passion to make sure that other people get that joy in their lives. I really believe in it. Yeah, and I think that really comes across. So is there a specific age group that you cater for? Yeah, I mean, I always say naught to five years because yeah. that just seems like a – that's the sort of the industry mm. standard, really, sometimes naught to four. Um, and – I, what I've always loved about it, because you do see some business, and I don't think there's really a right way or a wrong way, but look, some businesses I see, they section off the teeny tinies, then you have like the middle mm. toddlers. And and I do think about that, and I've got some ideas ruminating away. But mm. what I have always done to date is I've thrown them all together because what I see in front of me, and I've got 12 years to attest to it, is the little ones learn from the bigger ones. The mm. bigger one learns a bit, learn sort of a bit of empathy and sympathy mm. with the little ones. And so kind of love how it's it's just sort of a natural, it's like being in a little family, isn't it? Mm. Like the youngest baby learns from the oldest son, daughter. And I see that play out and I really like that. Mm. I really like the way 
you know, if a toddler's rampaging around the room and there's some mums with newborns, we sort of go, oh, now be careful because there's little babies here. You know, I think mm. it's a really good learning experience. Yeah, it teaches them really good life skills. So what so. sort of, do you sing a, sing a collection of your own songs mixed in with traditional nursery rhymes and traditional children's songs? Well, that's what I should do, Debbie. Thanks for the idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, basically, what I have always done is I've stuck to... There's not so many places that do the traditional nursery rhymes. Mm. There's lots of, you know, fandangled, Americanized ones that are all zhuzhi and bougie and background music and stuff like that. And there is a place for that. I don't criticize anyone that's showing music in whatever way you mm. do it is absolutely fine by me. But my natural calling is the kind of live instrument, because I think that's just mm. really exciting for little ones. Mm. Um, and then live singing. I just mm. I think there's something very natural and organic and it's just it's exactly what it is you know mm. um, I do have like a little bit of an amp because obviously I'm singing every single day quite often in busy rooms so to save my voice and vocal cords I have a little bit of amp mm. but that's it for the tech um, and so I've stuck with the traditional nursery rhymes because when you look outside so many people mix so many different things in I thought well Sometimes it's nice to have a really simple message, which is it's the nursery rhymes. It's the old traditional ones that have been handed down from mum to mum to mum to dad to dad to dad. I mean, it makes me so excited that when I in my head, I kind of imagine us all holding hands through history. It blows my mind. Mm. And so they've all been passed down like the oral tradition, which I just yeah. think is amazing. So that's a very special thing to me. And I really feel proud to keep that going. And then I do do modern ones as well because I'm not like, oh, no, nothing new. I love it when new ones have come out and they're really good and they they probably have got a bit more of an idea of the educational aspect of a song. Mm. And so I think that's important as well because I obviously want my little ones to learn while they're having fun and singing. So that's an important aspect to me as well. Mm. And then I have, over the years, I've made up little songs myself that have come out, but... I've never really gone totally for that because I've always thought maybe it's a confident thing, but I think I love it that they know the songs and mm. if, and the traditional ones, I just like keeping them going. But yeah, there's there's space for it to grow. I mean, I'm always, I you know what it's like. I have a million ideas a day <laughs> and it's like, it's trying to hold on to them. It's trying mm. to push them. I get so excited about all the different ways it can still go. Even after 12 years, I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I've got something that I'm working on at the moment that I'm really excited about and it's stressful and scary, but hopefully there's something coming soon in maybe January next year. Oh, amazing. Okay. Oh, la la. <laughs> so when did awards first sort of hit your radar and what was your thought process behind entering? So awards first hit my radar when I started, you know, you know, when you get on Instagram and you start seeing what people are doing mm. and I really try and use that amazing little square space to talk about my business. I've got my tenets that I like. So I talk about small business I talk about singing and music. I talk about type 1 diabetes and also what it's like to be a woman. I, I, they're my things that I talk about. I try not to do anything else that's triggering, but I do see that lots of people put stuff on their feed. And I started seeing people do awards. And I actually felt, oh, no, that's not really for me because I'm really small business. Um, I'm not a franchise. I just didn't think it was for me. But then a few people around me started saying, you should go for that you know look how long you've been doing your business and stuff like that so I think I think it was about just before the pandemic actually 
I sort of thought, well, let's have a look at this um, small, the small business Saturday campaign, you know, and I, I applied for one of those. And actually filling in the application form, I just found really interesting because um, actually, particularly when I came across you and doing the Best Business Women Awards, the, the questions are really quite delving and deep and they make you think and they make you stop and reflect back. And I don't think I do that very often. Um, I don't think many people do reflect. I think that is the problem. They don't reflect. So yeah. I don't think you're on your own there. No. Yeah, it was really, really interesting. And it felt like a valuable um, exercise. It really did. I When I finished it all, I felt really like, oh, my gosh, I've done actually quite a lot, you know, mm. and, it, and it felt good. So even the precursor to the amazing awards night you put on, I felt really like good. It, it was a really valuable thing to do. And I would say to anyone, if you're sort of thinking, oh, awards aren't for me, I'm like a little one one man band, one woman band or whatever. Um, even just doing the application is a very, very useful exercise. So you did Small Business 100 and got checked, picked. And then yeah. you did the F Entrepreneur I also and got picked. Yeah. I know, which is I amazing. can't believe it. <laughs> and then you did the Small Awards. And yeah. picked. So yeah. tell us about the small awards. The small awards. Um, I'm sure you're really aware of that team. Like Small Business Britain is just like people like you, people like them. You've got your Holly Tucker as well. The, the, the championing of small business is so incredible. And it means so much. Like I really feel in love with all of you people because I can't believe that you make your poor being so giving to small business because we really need it it is really hard out here and a lot of us do it on our own and it's quite it's it's a bizarre experience because I spend a lot of time being surrounded by mums and babies there's people everywhere in my life all the time all the time actually the running of the business and the admin and all that is quite lonely mm. and you have to make loads of decisions and it's all in your own head and it's really it's really a, a sort of a hard thing to do sometimes and so the joy and the support I feel from being part of these communities is so amazing and I also think if you give more to the communities you get more back so mm. I really try and attend lots of the things that are going on and everything they put on is brilliant everything I've been to anything I come away having met someone interesting having had a sort of a fire stoked up again in my belly um yeah, I always come away learning amazing stuff. So um, when I got into the Small Business Award, so that was the first one I actually applied for. And I got in to be like the shortlisted nominated one, which was really exciting. But the slightly sad thing was it was all online. <laughs> oh, it was the year of the so pandemic, was it? It was the year it? of oh. the pandemic. So we went to an award ceremony, but literally I was just <laughs> sat at my table. And oh. I did dress up. I did dress up. And it was really fun, but... You know, of course, they yeah. did a brilliant job at doing it. But I did feel a bit like, oh, a bit sad that it wasn't mm. like an event because I'd never been to anything like that. But, yeah, it was really incredible to be nominated in that. And it felt I think that's the first time I started taking my business seriously, actually, because I just kept thinking, oh, I am my business. I just sort of turn up and do it. It didn't really feel like a proper business almost. Mm. But when when you get outside acknowledgement, from people you really respect in a business mm. situation, you start going, 
Oh, maybe I have got a business then. <laughs> of course you have. You've got really, happy customers and you've got I've a business got and yeah. you spread that love. And I think yeah. sometimes because you clearly, clearly love what you do mm. and it probably feels like almost like you're just turning up every day doing something that you love. So it doesn't feel like yeah. a business, which is actually a oh, good yeah, thing, maybe. really. Yeah, maybe. That's true, actually. I've not really yeah. thought of it like that. Because you have so much passion for it and you love it yeah. so much. Yeah. Sometimes I, I've spoken to many entrepreneurs that say to me, it's, it doesn't feel like a business because I love what I do. And, oh. you know, you're obviously in that category. Yeah, I didn't realise I was, but I think I am. Oh. So 12 years, you know have, <laughs> 12 years, you will have seen a lot of challenges come your way. I know you had a yeah. recent horrible challenge where somebody stole your amp, didn't they, in the middle of the street? <laughs> I mean, it, you know, that is just, I, I take it you I didn't know. get the amp back. No, I mean, just to talk about that, it's um, every day... I am with my trolley. I feel like people locally just like, oh, there's cat and a trolley. I all think they think I'm a little bit mad, but I am going to show them. I am going to show all these people that think I'm a bit nutty that if you keep working at something, you will get where you want to go. Mm. I can take the laughter. I can take mm. they think I look like a bag lady. <laughs> but so I'm always with my trolley. It's got my gear in it, my kit equipment, and I've got an amp, which is quite heavy and Mostly I'm sort of driving around locally, but there's one I do on a Friday, which is really lovely. It's about six minutes from my house. It's a beautiful new community cafe. And um, I was just walking down to get to my car to go to another session. And a man came out and went, did you have an amp in your trolley? And I was like, what's he talking about? I mean, I was walking along happy as anything with my trolley. And he went, someone's just run off with it. And so while I was walking along, they took it. And I must admit, I had a little cry because it is so hard having your own business. It's mm. so hard trying to keep the money coming in, coming in and not let it bleed out and all the costs and all the expenses. And for someone to take my 250 quid amp just made me feel really sick to my stomach. And of course, I got over it. And then I reflected and I thought, well, maybe they really needed some help. So in the end, I thought, well, you know, I'm just going to have to scrape together the money to buy a new one. But do you know what, Debbie? And I think you were one of these people as well. I had so many messages saying, we'll give you money. We'll give you money. We'll give you and I felt so embarrassed because I wouldn't normally have put that on Instagram. But I think I wanted to share that feeling of being, oh, my God, it's so hard. And then you get a slap in the face, but actually mm. keep going. Because I love trying to share stuff with small business people because mm. a lot of small businesses follow me. And so I wasn't going on there to sort of go, oh, well, no, no, me. no, you weren't. But then what no. actually happened was people offered me. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt so guilty. I didn't accept it. It was incredibly kind of everyone. But what it made me think is the world is such a beautiful place because everyone had my back and they're all like, well, what do we do? What do you need? What do you need? And I just couldn't believe it. Oh, so that that's... was it, a horrible thing turned into a really yeah. nice thing. Yeah. And I think sometimes if that something good comes out of it, and I think you yeah. did put a post up that said something along the lines of, I hope whoever took it uses the money wisely that they get yeah. for it. Something along yeah. those lines. I hope they yeah, desperately yeah. needed it. And uh, yeah. I, I recall having my handbag stolen once and, and me thinking exactly the same thing. You know, I hope whoever did take it because there was cash in it yeah but yeah they, um, they spent it wisely so well, what are exactly. the challenges have you come across in your 12 years so how old are your children now 
Oh, we are now in teen world. Oh, God. <laughs> Six, 16 and 14 going on 25. Oh, you know, dear. I've got oh, one of those. Hell. <laughs> Oh, my uh, hell, yeah. So, you know, that's, that's definitely a challenge, but they're kind of wonderful as well, obviously. Yeah, you know, yeah, you don't want me to go on about how much I love them, but they're amazing and kind of a reason why I do what I do because I want them to see that it is worth doing stuff that other people aren't doing. It is worth following things that might not necessarily look successful at first, but if you, like, plough on, plough on, plough on, you can get somewhere. Resilience, you know, all mm. that. Um so I really like the message that it gives them without me even trying. I'm just doing what I do sort of thing. And and I love them learning from that. Um, but so challenges, I mean, all of us have had so many challenges. We can rack them up, can't we? <laughs> but so I think to be, to be honest, I don't think I found it very challenging in the first. So 2011 to sort of 2019, I suppose. It was pretty much trickling along very nicely. Mm. Thank you very mm. much. I like all my classes were pretty much sold out. Um, I had waiting lists. I didn't even know a business could have problems. <laughs> I, I did. I, I did sort of step out of my comfort zone and started doing festivals. So that was very, very mm. scary. Mm. But it wasn't. It was a challenge. Mm. But it wasn't. Um, it wasn't something that was forced on me. I sought it out. I was like, I feel like I need to sort of mm. do this next step. But the things that came from nowhere was obviously the um, when the pandemic came, when lockdown yeah. happened. And overnight, I remember it so clearly, it was something like the 13th of March. And, uh, you know, we were all hearing about this, all hearing about this. And then with the lockdown, I was like, I, it suddenly smacked me in the face. Oh, I won't be able to do my job. I won't be able to keep my business going. Like literally I was just, cause I've been worrying about mm. the kids and stuff like that. Mm. And then it just was zoom. And then I got a phone call from amazing Happity. Um, they are my bookings agent. They are incredible. And they phoned me up and they said, are you up for a challenge cat? We are choosing you. We're going to pivot. If we don't pivot our businesses, we're lost. We're done. So we are going to pivot our business online. Will you be the person that tries it out for us? And I was like, what have they chosen me for? I don't even. I didn't even know my laptop had a camera on it. <laughs> they, they absolutely laughed their heads off. I literally didn't know. And so that weekend was beyond stressful. I have never been so scared. I was trying to find tech, microphones, everything. Um, and we went live. They said, can you get 10 customers together? We're going to go live on Monday and see if we can get this thing to work. And it was so, like, talk about... a. It, it was a vertical learning curve. It wasn't even a curve. It was like a, it was so scary. But at the bottom of it, I thought, if I don't do this, what have I got left? Nothing. Mm -hmm. And so we did it. And even, and the beautiful, one of the beautiful founders, um, Sarah, she she said, look, don't worry, Kat. She's years younger than me. And I was going, the tech, the tech, I can't do it. I can't do it. And she went, I'll come to your house and I'll sit with you and we'll do it all together. And I was like, amazing. But then she phoned up and her husband got COVID. So then I had to do it all on my own. And I was like, <laughs> so really I was thrown in at the deep end, mm. but they came on screen and I did my first session. And what I could not believe, because I was really skeptical about it, actually. I was like, it's not going to work. It's like we're in, in our houses and it's not going to work. But because we were all scared, because we all didn't know what was happening, there was real connection mm. and the kids really enjoyed it. And you could see the mums relax a bit and, I thought, oh, my God, I think this might be okay. And literally, next day, we hit it running. And I had classes, I don't know, three or four a day 
for weeks and weeks and weeks on end and they were busy and I actually for for a little minute I felt a bit guilty because my husband went what sort why is your phone pinging so much and I went they're all bookings like I was just getting like booking 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 and I just felt a bit guilty because I was actually making some decent money Mm. when I saw the world falling apart and so I actually found that a bit weird so what one of my strap lines is music and singing for everyone. Mm. And so what I then did is it, it made me feel so much better. I did quite a few free classes. Mm. Like I did freebie Fridays. I did some charity ones. I did Aww. some ones raising some money. So then I could, I, I saw yeah. that I could share in a good way as well. Mm. Cause I was feeling a bit weird about that. I mean, obviously it's a business, but it just felt a bit weird. But um, anyway, so yeah, that was incredible. So that mm. was a massive challenge. I did not know I was up to that. And I, I do feel proud that we got yeah, through that because that was really massive. Then you had the challenge of going back mm. to real life was horrendous. Mm. I, I don't ever want to live that bit again because people were really stressed out. Everyone had to wear masks. I was sanitizing everyone. I was taking temperatures on the door. I'd have like 15 families come in and I had to do all their temperatures not everyone wanted their temperature taken. I mean, most people were wonderful and kind and beautiful, mm. but there there were difficult things as well. Um, yeah. After COVID, how did you manage to get everything back to normal? So initially you were obviously doing all the temperature checks and the mask wearing, yeah. which can yeah. be quite difficult when it's singing. It was so difficult. And then I- how long did it take to actually, when would you say things went fully back to normal? Good year later? A good year later, and mm. in some ways, not it was still not really there. I, I to mm. be totally frank with you, um, I think what happened is because there were lots of babies born in COVID in mm. lockdown, they almost didn't even know to go out to groups, they sort of mm. missed that whole thing. So, mm. whereas I would have had those babies and then they become toddlers and preschoolers, um, I didn't get that. So I missed like two, three chunks mm. of, of that sort of customer basis, customer base. And um, so it has been, I must admit, an absolute slog trying to find people because people have changed what they do now. And also then on top of everything. So you had the COVID, post-COVID stuff and then the cherry on the top, the cost of living crisis. I know. And I, know. I, I really think... Um, it's never really hit me as hard as this, but I really believe that small business is such a barometer for what's going on in the economy and in the world. Because I swear to you, the minute the cost of living crisis was kind of announced and it was all going on in the news, within a week, I saw it in my figures, like literally mm. overnight. And people are really careful about what they're spending. So well, it's so that's been really tough too. And I've seen lots of businesses go under and it's just so sad. And I've been really worrying about mine. But I'm still here. I'm still fighting. And I think I'm starting to see a tiny little trend upwards again. And I'm really hoping that that, that this is true because, um, yeah, it has been a massive slog. But it makes you it makes you be flexible and think of things outside of the box. Think of different ways that you can offer your stuff to your customers, you know, how you can help them save a bit of money on it. And so even though it's bad, there's still good things about it because it makes you react to it and and you have to survive. And so it makes you think a bit more outside the box about what you can do. And yeah, I, I did sort of, you know, I sort of pick things up here and there and, you know, 
what my groups were, my daily sessions, they were kind of like my cash cow, they call it, don't mm. they? So mm. it was like infallible, money in all the time, you know, it was great. And um, But then what happens is if your cash cow changes, which it did because of COVID, post-COVID and cost of living, you have to look at other ways. And so it's made me be a bit more inventive. I've, um, I've started doing events where I kind of go, well, obviously there's not the money for people to do every week but maybe they can come once a month maybe they can come to a special event like a I'm I'm building up to world nursery rhymes week and so last year I tried out well maybe I can do some events I can go into schools and like it worked now yeah. I don't think I would have done that if my money hadn't been mm. so dire yeah so you know so it's made you be a, a little bit more innovative on what yeah, you're doing really exactly and, yeah yeah. And I think as well, um, as your children grow, because they're still dependent on you for school mm-hmm. holidays and after school. I mean, I certainly found when my youngest turned 16, you know, over a two year period, my business quadrupled. And that's I think that's because I'm really praying. Well, really it will do for. because you can you're more flexible and you yeah. can start to expand the business in a way that you necessarily can't do so so easily when you're having to be at school gates at 3 30 or be at home during those sort of times exactly yeah I I kind of I don't want them to grow up but I live for that (laughs) because I've got all these ideas of you know I want to go to um different areas as well I've always kind of stayed to my locale because that's what I can do but when the gloves are off and I can go anywhere, mm. I'm really excited to see what I can do with it. And I've already I've already got plans. I know what I'm going to do with it. So I'm really excited to see where that can take it. So you play the guitar, don't you? Am I right? Yes. yes. So would you expand it through working with other musicians, perhaps mums themselves that are musicians that would look to deliver your product? Exactly. Your exactly. Product? I've it's um it's always been a tricky one because I've been approached by you know oh you should do uh you should do franchising or licensing um and I think in my heart I've got this idea of where I want to take it as far as I can on my own mm. but then definitely in the sort of peripheral vision is how can I make this spread because I love it so much and I do do investigating and there's not so much stuff that is real live instrument and real live voice so you know I feel like there's a place for it and I'm the person to get it there and um so yeah I I really see where it can go Mm, I see where it can go (laughs) I think you're amazing well it's taken me a long time and I think I think that is me. I think it takes me a long time to trust in what I'm doing. I think mm. I've got a really big, where it comes from, who knows, but that annoying voice that goes, you can't do that, you can't do that, you can't do that. Mm. And I'm going, yes, I can, yes, I can, I'm going to do it. And so I do have that imposter syndrome loud and proud in front of me the whole bloody time. But I am learning, this will go on to some of my um, tips and tricks in a bit, but mm. um I'm learning to lo- not listen to that so much and trust what I have done so far mm. and that mm. this person will see it through. You know, I'm, mm. I'm trying to start thinking like that because it doesn't come naturally to me that for some reason. No. I don't but know that's why. what makes you you and makes you such an incredible entrepreneur, really, that there isn't one size fits all with good entrepreneurs. We're all different. So yeah. is there any other tips that you want to pass on? Yes. Because I am all for sharing. I, mm-hmm. I think 
when you go to these events and you network and everything, I I cannot believe how generous people are with what they've learned. And I truly want to reflect that as well, because it doesn't hurt you to share, mm. you know, stuff. And even if it's someone within my industry, it's like, we're all different people. We all do it in a different way. So you may give them the tips and tricks, but they may do it in a different way. So mm. I think it's really important that we all share and help each other because it's bloody hard. Mm. So when I was thinking of them, the first one to me was never, ever, 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 ever give up. Literally, no. if you're not in it, you're not going to be in it. And so <laughs> I, I, th- I think that has been my just don't give up. Even if you feel a bit wobbly about it and stuff, just just always go, I'm not giving up. So that's really easy. You just have that through the core of you like Brighton Rock. <laughs> <laughs> And then what was my next one? My next one was um, time to think. I am a bit chaotic and I fly. I've always had massive loads of energy and I fly from one thing to another. And I don't think I've realized until this year, the importance of having time to think. And Mm -hmm. so I have really been in the, it's actually, it's since 20, when is it? Since 2021, I started doing things like, I've always done my yoga once a week. I've always done a run once a week. But I started doing a cold water swim once a week as well. And I tell you, the thinking I do in those moments really helps me. But then also building time in your day, which feels really naughty sometimes, like, oh, I've got this to do, I'm really behind, I'm really behind. But if you don't stop and think, you can't see where you're going. And so I have realised the value of that. That that has been very, that's been quite transformative for me, actually, in the last year. Um the third one was accountability. Mm. A couple of years ago, I was lucky enough. One of my, I mean, get this. She was a customer. She brought her baby from teeny tiny to all the way up to preschool. And we stayed in touch because she just loved my business. And if ever she got a chance, she would shout about it. And she had great ideas for my business. And she's now my business coach. Oh. And isn't that beautiful? Mm. And so she knows my business so well she was a customer for like seven years and she I can't even tell you how much she helps me she just reflects things back to me that I think I can't do and then I'll see I'm doing it and she helps me find my way she always Mm. says Kat I haven't got the answers you've got all the answers I just help you get them out of you and I think that is the most if I was saying to anyone what would you invest in for your business do that it Mm. just changes everything like really really does and then my last one is now this came from her actually we had a really amazing uh call this week and I think mindset is just so important it's Mm. kind of everything yeah and I don't think I'd realize that you know it takes me a long time to learn things it takes that they really have to settle on me and bang me on the head but she's she said to me um Kat, when we meet tomorrow, turn up as a CEO. And I thought, mm. what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know, I, I've always felt embarrassed saying I'm a CEO or I'm a founder. It always feels a bit like I'm pretending. And um, I tell you what, it just changed everything. Because it. what I found is it diffuses all the emotion in your decisions. It, yeah. it diffuses the fear. Yeah. And I then started looking at my business going, well, as a CEO, what what would I do with this then? Mm. And it just made me, so rather than going, oh, God, I couldn't do that. Oh, no, I can't think of that. It was just like, well, that's a natural step. That's a natural progression. Do that, do that, do that. 
And I came up for the first time in my life, I came up with like three month plan, six month plan, year plan, three year plan, five year plan, because I suddenly saw it in a completely different way. Hmm. So I would say, I would say that is an incredible tool to just talk to yourself in a different way. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think what you've shared is really valuable advice for anybody. And, you know, it doesn't matter the size of your business. We've always said it's about the difference that you make. And actually, it's not always about high profits and us thinking, oh, if I'm a CEO, I've got to have 100 staff and, you know, you're turning over millions because actually you are a founder of a very successful business and you make such a difference to so many families, so many children. And who knows, you may be inspiring the next Ed Sheeran in the future. (laughs) Who knows? Well, do you know the amount of people I see? I mean, this blows my heart and my mind you know, I'll see someone, they go, Kat, do you remember, do you remember? And they'll point to their kids and they go, they're nine and seven now and they both do guitar lessons and they absolutely love it. And I'm just like, there's my why. Exactly, exactly. And I recently interviewed the Wimbledon Music School owner, Barbara. She's amazing. Again, yeah, and she's an accomplished cellist and pianist and inspiring the next generation of musicians but we Mm. all know that music is actually fundamental to children's development and you know it's such a great way of them learning skills communication skills um like you said earlier about them you know being learning those empathy skills really and understanding how they fit into society so great bonding for parents with their children as well i that's what i really love because and it sounds like this isn't a judgment at all. It's just what I see in front of me. Sometimes I see a brand new mum come into a class and I can see that, you know, she might be holding the baby a bit awkwardly. It's like four weeks old and they haven't quite got used to it. And and I see that happen and then I see them see other mums doing exactly the same. And then they're like, oh, OK, it's not just me. OK, all right. you know. <laughs> and um, I think it's so valuable yeah. seeing that, what you're experiencing in your own head in your own home when you're a, a mum at home on her own like it's the first time you've probably been on your own with a tiny baby and you're like what the mm, am I doing here? <laughs> how how the mm, am I supposed to do all this but then by being in communities you learn mm. by being with other people yeah, of course you do and then of you get your you confidence do. and then I see them fly and oh. that is incredible when I see Sometimes even within a very few short weeks, Mm. I see a mum come in being so nervous to, you know, five weeks down the line, singing all the songs, doing the actions with their babies, like they've been doing it their whole lives. And that's that's incredible. Like that just makes me cry. (laughs) Yeah. And that is true job satisfaction. Well, thank you for joining me today. It's been lovely talking to you. Oh, Debbie, thank you so much. If only we could bottle your enthusiasm and sell it. We'd be (laughs) very rich. That's all I can say. We start a new business. (laughs) Yes. The cat, Bateman, a bottle of enthusiasm, I think would go down really, really well. Well, Debbie, can I just say before we go, I can't thank you enough because I don't know if you know how inspiring you are and how (laughs) you you like, you just have these arms that just go around (laughs) all us small business women and make us believe in ourselves. So that is a true, a true amazing thing that you do for us because it's really hard and we really appreciate it when someone like you steps up 
and celebrates what people are doing because going to your award ceremony was incredible. I'd never been to one before. It was a joyous occasion and being in a room where everyone felt like, oh, wow, we've done something good to get here. Mm. You know, that needed bottling, that feeling, because we all felt amazing. Good. Well, that's what we strive to achieve that if you get selected for one of our awards you get recognized for that selection yeah you know yeah. and it's important that people feel that they have accomplished something because uh, you know at the end of the day we're all slogging away yeah. doing what we're doing and we don't yeah. have a sort of boss to tell us that we've done well or that we're doing oh. all the right stuff so getting external validation from a panel of business experts is the next best thing if not even better actually well actually do you know that was one of the reasons because I've been pushed to do lots of different awards but I couldn't I couldn't really cope with all the um oh you've got to get your votes in you've got to no, tell people to vote yeah, for and stuff like that no. I just thought I can't do that but when I saw that you were a panel of people that have run their own business so they know how hard it is that to me meant everything mm. I think for me I mean anyone who knows me or has listened to this podcast um, will know that I'm not a fan of voting because that becomes a popularity contest it felt um, it feels like that a little bit yeah I mean, I'm sure and they're all right in their own way some but of them you're yeah. right for me so, you know? some of them are obviously looking to grow their own list which is what yeah. they do yeah. Um, by people voting they get those email addresses and it's not a road I ever wanted to go down and I feel like I've got uh, 23 judges in total on my panel they're yeah. all really great people they all know yeah. their stuff mm. and you know three different people look at the entries objectively so that you get that balanced view because yeah like anything it can be subjective of course it can so if you course, only had yeah. one judge on each category, you're getting the opinion of one person. Whereas if yeah. we have three judges, we've got a nice balanced approach. I and think that's really fair. Yeah. And I think the category that you won a silver award in, the children and families category, it's we've always had it. We had it from day one. We do shift out some of the categories each year and swap them around so that we right. get that good industry spread. But it yeah. is such a popular category and we get so many women that enter it. And I think... It's an important industry to recognise that. Yeah. Because, you know, in particular, your industry is giving back so much to the next generation. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. why we keep it in every single oh. year because we want to – that's our little way of giving back to the next <laughs> yeah. generation. Well, it really it, – it's so lovely to feel your industry is championed by someone who cares. Mm. And it was also incredible to meet some of these names that I've been hearing for years. Mm. And one of the th the benefits of coming to that is that you network with these people mm. and you learn stuff from them. And then you form – like, I've been in contact now with a few of the ones, like, and lovely Club Hub UK, she's incredible mm. – um, you know, and spot for sports for tots. It's like you can learn from these people and you can share stuff. And um, it, it's all about growing together, isn't it? And so Definitely. it didn't feel like a competition. It just felt like everyone was there holding each other's hand going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So it was really amazing. Thank you, Kat. Thank you for joining me today. We will put the details of Kat's classes in the show notes, or if you're watching this on the YouTube video, they will be in the comments on YouTube. So you can contact her and see what she's up to. And Thanks uh, so much. We wish you continued success with Little Folk Nursery Rhymes. Thank you. Thank you so much, Debbie, and the same to you. Thank Take you. care. Thanks for listening to the Business Awards Show. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and post about it on social media or leave a rating or review. 
to catch all of the latest information and show notes, please go over to our website, businessawardshow.co.uk. Thank you.